Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There's nothing I can do. No, I'm just one guy. I vote. I go to the courthouse. I try to go to city council meetings. It's not going to make any difference. But you know what? John Tebow says there are some things that you can do, simple things that you can do to simplify politics and get involved, to feel empowered as part of the process. And that man joins us right now, John Tebow on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. John, it is good to have you on the program. How are you? I'm very good. It's great. It's sunny here in California today. Guess what? It's it's not here in Pittsburgh. It's um, we're up above yeah. forty, and we'll and we'll take that. But we've got a little of the permagray going on here. It sort of starts that way about the middle of November and goes until sometime in March or April. But uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to be back uh, up into the fifties. So we take the little victories, right? Little victories. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Is that what we need to do as we're trying to change things, whether it's at City Hall, County Council, State Legislature, or the U.S. Congress? Little steps, baby steps? Is is that a good idea to get things done? I think that's the better approach, yeah. It's easier to do a change at the local or the state level, and it's much more difficult at the federal level. So give us an idea. If there are some things that we don't like, I mean, right now, the, all the discussion is Roe v. Wade and with the Supreme Court taking a look at that. And th- let's be completely honest. We're probably not going to get involved in any kind of level right now that we are going to make a difference in that regard. Correct? I mean, is that a safe assumption, safe safe way, place to start? Yeah, I, w- I would say that's true for the average person because it requires so much energy, effort, time, commitment. And so who does that? The people who do it are, you know, the corporations and the large trade associations. But for you and me, for the average person, you really want to focus on the local level. I think that's where you start. So then how do we start? I mean, everybody always says, well, just write a letter to your congressman. Send a letter. Send a note. Best way to start? Worst way to start? What do you think? Yeah, my opinion on that is that it's actually a waste of time. And for several reasons. Part of it has to do with the fact that one person writes a letter Hopefully they got the right congressperson that they're sending it to. Um, But then on the other side of it, for the congressman or woman, they're receiving 10,000 pieces of email a month and regular mail. They have a staff of three or four. They're completely overwhelmed, and they're going to give you a boilerplate response. I've had interns who worked in Washington who have worked here with me, and they've come back and said that's the exact way it works. It's just unbelievably hard for them to get through. So... To write a letter from one person is a hard thing to do. And I'll talk about, I can talk about what I think is a little bit of a better approach uh, based on my experience in uh, government affairs. No, that's exactly why we brought him on. He's an author, he's a founder, he's the CEO of a company called iLobby.co, and his name is John Tebow. So, what is a better way? What should we try instead? Yeah, on a high level, I have this very simplified ABC, which is really. Um, if you work backwards, it's you need to clarify your issue. And often people don't do that. They just complain and argue, but they're not clear on what they really want to get done, or they're trying to cover two or three things at the same time. So the first part is clarify your issue. The second part is building a coalition. You can't do it alone. You have to have 
informed people who help you. And again, the corporations do the same thing, and that was my experience in the past. We worked with lobbyists, attorneys, uh, members of the company and other companies that were with us. This is in the entertainment industry. And then finally, you need to know who you're going to. It's not necessarily just your congressperson. It could be someone else sitting on a different committee. So getting clear on those steps that, again, at a high level, it sounds simple, but it requires a lot of detail when you unpack it. So if we're doing this on even a smaller level, let's take this. And, and again, I, I think that sometimes what you said at the beginning, you, you can begin on a the, the biggest changes sometimes are made on the, the most local level. So what, let's talk about city council. Let's talk about our county council. Right. Something that would impact. Do you do it the same? You don't need to have a lobbyist if you're talking to your your city council person. Right. But maybe you still do need to That's have a correct. coalition because they take you more seriously. I mean, what what do you think? Yeah. If you have. I mean, I think the way the politicians view this is if 20 people come in and say, we're serious, we're committed, here's the single issue that we really just want to get done, they'll take them pretty seriously because they think that they represent 200 or 2,000 people because it takes so much effort. And in a sense, only the most passionate advocate is actually going to do this. And mm -hmm. often, you know, part of our own failing is we, we, as I said, we complain, we don't want to get it done, and then we just sit back and say, I wish someone would do it for us. And it just doesn't happen that way. In terms of changing a law, changing an ordinance, how long should we expect it to take? From the time that we first make a, a, a reach out on a phone call and say, hey, we've got 12 people want to sit down with you. Can we meet in council chambers before the next council meeting? From that point until it is actually changed, how long? It depends. If you come back to the local level, again, it depends if you're in a small town or a big city. Right. But I have heard cases where even at the state level here in California, and there was a very simple law that someone wanted to change. They got it done. And it took about six months because you also have to realize that the legislators have a calendar they're working with. So it's got to be introduced at the right time, go through the right committees, and there's a process that they go through. So six months would be really fast. And on the long side, at the state level, maybe a couple of years. So give us an idea. If people want to know a little bit more about this, tell us a little bit about your book and how people can get it. Yeah, it's actually available on Amazon today for free. It was uh, completely coincidental that we're having a uh, promotion. So you can get How to Change a Law on Amazon uh, on the Kindle version. And um, I wrote this based on my experience, just like a regular person. But I had worked in government affairs at Universal Studios and realized that the entertainment industry had a very close ties with Washington. And as I understood how that worked, I thought, you know, the public doesn't understand that all large companies have government affairs or government relations departments where you have a staff of people who are working with Washington or Sacramento or your state capitals, mm -hmm. and they're getting these things done. Um, but they're at it every day, eight hours, 10 hours a day, etc. And again, for most of us, this is just a part-time um, passion where we're pursuing something. So again, the idea is, can we take the information that most people don't have, make it available, simplify it, and then give them the tools and understanding of what to do? I like to think that the reason that it's free today is because you were on this program and lots of people wanted to have it. I, I'm going to just stay with that assumption, okay, John? In, in my own little world, that's what I'm going to operate on. How about that? I'm going to go with that. I like that. Excellent. <laughs> we appreciate you being here in Pittsburgh on KDK. John, thank you so much. Good. Thanks a lot.
John Tebow. Again, if you're looking for the author's name, it's a little different than it sounds. It's T-H-I-B as in boy, A-U-L-T, but pronounced Tebow. And again, the book is called How to Change a Law. Free on Amazon right now, the Kindle version. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.